Welcome, welcome, welcome to Are You Determined to Grow? This is your host, Prophetess Denise Kelly, uh, and your co-host, Andro Kelly, um, Pastor Kelly. So we are going to go ahead and get this thing started. Uh, we do have others that are going to be coming on, but we wanted to make sure that we were able to come on. So we're going to uh, put some music on. And we're just going to let God be God and every man a liar and him get the glory in it all. So the song that I uh, listened to this morning, I'm going to listen to that same song. Um, and the name of the song is Still Going to Trust God by Joshua Rogers. Uh, it's almost a month since the first case of coronavirus officially hitting the U.S. The government says we're still not past the peak of four of the country is closing down tonight, trying to contain the social distancing. And that's an aggressive measure. Many families over the past year have been thrust into poverty or even breaking news concerning the U.S. economy. After the stock market, food banks across the country are being inundated with demonstrations, riots, and violence from coast to coast. Police and protesters are encouraging news in the race for a vaccine. The Wall Street Journal reports today we mark a truly grim, heartbreaking milestone: five hundred thousand and seventy-one dead. Historically, a year that the world will never forget. It's been quite a year, a test of my faith. I've seen some things that took my breath away. I've lost some friends. And some love words too. Lord, I made it and know I'm still going to trust. I'm still going to trust. I'm still going to Such a time as this When nothing seems certain Help us, Lord My strength is weak But my faith is strong
yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How many of you are still going to trust God? Trust him to do whatever he's called you to do. Trust him to be there when nobody else is there. Trust him to uh, uh, give you, bless you with your finances. Trust him. Still going to yeah. trust him. In the midst of the pandemic, still going to trust him. Trust In the midst of people losing their jobs, still going to yeah. trust him. In the midst of getting sick, and, and some of them can't get well, but Still gonna trust him. Hallelujah. Still gonna trust him. Still gonna trust him. Glory to your name. Still gonna trust him. Still gonna trust him. Hallelujah. God just wants to remind us that we got to still trust him. No matter what it looks like, no matter what the situation is. We still got to trust God. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. We are still, whoo, don't trust God. But we still in 1 Samuel. Chapter 6. 
First Samuel chapter 6. We have a lot of verses to read. It's 21 verses in this chapter. And so I think we're going to start out with the first 10 and then let us be led with that. Because, you know, it, 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 there's a lot going on, y'all. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot going on. And we just have to be reminded we still got to trust God. We still got to trust God. And at first, Samuel, we get to see, you know, God's hand moving. We get to see what happens. What, what you going to do when you get in trouble? You got to still trust God. Amen. And even those that are against God. Huh, I mean, you see in this chapter, and we're going to talk about it. How they had to end up going. Hey. Okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, let's get this chapter done first, and then we can talk about it. So, there's like three, four of us. So, we're going to, it's 21 verses. It's five of us. Can y'all see me? Yeah, we see you. It's four of us. Oh, it's five of us. Two, four, five. So, five, it, it is five of us, but only five of us are going to leave. <laughs> My bad. I was trying to see if you could oh, see. Me. I got you. I got you. Matter of fact, since you spoke up, I'm going to let you pray up in. Amen. Amen. Oh, <laughs> oh, God is so good. Is that what you would like for me to do, sis? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for bringing our family together once again. Lord, I ask for you not only to bless us financially, but mm -hmm. as you bless us abundantly. Restore our health, our soul, whatever we need, Lord. And please bless all the people in the penitentiary, in the war. Bless our mothers, my, my mother. And uh, God, please bless everybody that has a cold like me. In your son name, Jesus Christ, amen. 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 We are reading 1 Samuel, the sixth chapter. And there's some good, 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 good stuff in here. Some good stuff. First Samuel chapter 6, 21 verses, 5 verses apiece. I guess we'll do it. 5 verses apiece. So I'm going to let the Montgomery start us out. Okay. So you'll read Vanessa and Gary, uh, 5 verses apiece, and then we'll go down. I'm reading from the King James Virgin. When the ark of the Lord had been in Philistine temporary seven months, the Philistines called for the priests and the diviners and said, what shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us how we should send it back to its place. They answered, if you return the ark of, the, of God of Israel, of the God of Israel, do not send it back to him without a gift. By all means, send a gift, offer a gift offering to them, to him. Then we will be healed, and you will be, and you will know why his hand had been lifted from you. The Philistine asked, "What gift offering should we send to him?" They replied, five gold tumors." and five gold rats, according to the number of the Philistine rulers, because the same plague has struck both you and your rulers. That's it. Make method 
models of tumors and of the rats that are destroying the country and give glory to Israel God. Perhaps he will lift his hand from you and your God and your Lord. Your land. Um, yes. I'm reading the NIV version, six through whatever, 10 or something. Why do you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh did? When Israel's God dealt harshly with them, did they not send the Israelites out so they could go on their way? Now then, get a new cart ready with two cows that have calved and have never been yoked. Hitch the cows to the cart, but take their calves away and pin them up. Take the ark of the Lord and put it on the cart and in a chest beside it, put the gold objects you are sending back to him as a guilt offering. Send it on its way, but keep watching it. If it goes up to its own territory toward Beth Shemesh, Shemesh, then the Lord has brought this great disaster on us. But if it does not, then we will know that it was not his hand that struck us, but that it happened to us by chance. So they did this. They took two such cows and hitched them to the cart and pinned up their calves. So now, who did you know? okay. I'm reading from the NIV. We started at number 11. They placed the ark of the Lord on the court and along with it, the chest containing the gold rats and the models of the tumors. Then the cows went straight up toward Beth Shemesh, keeping on the road and going all the way. They did not turn to the right or to the left. The rulers of the Philistines followed them as far as the border of Beth Shemesh. Now, the people of Baal Shemesh were harvesting their wheat in the valley. And when they looked up and saw the ark, they rejoiced at the sight. The ark came to the field of Joshua in Baal Shemesh, and there it stopped beside a large rock. The people chopped up the wood of the court and sacrificed the cows as a burnt offering to the Lord. The Levites took down the ark of the Lord together with the chest containing the gold objects and placed them on the Lord's rock. On that day, the people of Baal Shemesh offered burnt offerings and made sacrifices to the Lord. <laughs> did you put 11 to 16? Yeah, you did good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 21. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Verse 17 from the King James Version, and it reads, And these are the golden emeralds which the Philistines returned for a trespass offering unto the Lord. For Ashdod one, for Gaza one, for Asdod one, for Gath one, for Ekron one. And the golden mice, according to the number of all the cities of the Philistines, belonging to the five lords, both of fence cities and of country villages, even unto the great stone of Abel, whereon they set down the ark of the Lord, which stone remaineth unto this day in the field of Joshua, the best Shemimite. And he smote, and he smote the men of the 
because they had looked into the ark of the Lord. Even he smote of the people 50,000, three scores, and ten men. And the people lamented because the Lord had smitten many of the people with a great slaughter. And the men of Bethshemesh said, Who is able to stand before this holy Lord God? And to whom shall we go up from us? And they sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kerjot-Jerim, saying, The Philistines have brought again the ark of the Lord. Come ye down and fetch it up to you. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of meat in there. I mean, that is a lot of meat in there. So let's start with the first part. So my first question to you, because everybody was listening, right, while we were reading, is how many months, how many months was the Ark of the Covenant in Philistine? I would be guessing. Yes. 12 months. Okay. You just read it. Who read who read the first three verses? That's what you should be asking. Oh. <laughs> Seven months. That's right. Seven months. Seven is the number of what? Completion. It is the number of completion. That is why I felt like that was extremely important. That at the number of completion, that's when they really decided. Now, they had been in turmoil and getting tore up. There was rats going throughout the city. They all had tumors and all kind of things were going on. But after seven months, I don't think it would have took me seven months to figure it out. But they decided we got to do something different, y'all, because <laughs> this is not working. This is not working. My next question to you in the first half of that is who did they call on to help them solve their problem? Again, in the first five verses. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kelly got it. He said oh, the priests and the diviners. So what's a diviner? Does anybody know what that is? Uh, well, wicked worshipers, uh, witchcraft, for all that stuff that is one that uh -huh. okay, okay that's a pretty doggone good guess. <laughs> <laughs> you are close. <laughs> Oh, like it. Who says? Oh. Diviners. Mm. Yeah, fortune tellers. They're people that, you know, fortune. pay money to tell you they fortune. <coughs> so, but I noticed that it was interesting, too, that they called the priest as well as because this was a situation that they had never encountered before. And so they had to call on the priest as well as the regular normal folk, what do we gotta, we gotta do something different? 
with this situation. So my next question to you is this. Anybody can answer this. Who do you call on? When you're in a situation Jesus. and you don't know what else to do. Jesus. Call on the Lord. And call on him. Because he knows him. He is the way. He is the answer. He is the way. So notice that when they did call on the priest and the call, uh, call on the uh, diviners, when they called on them, what did they have to do? How can I ask this question? What did they have to do to be able to realize? I don't know if I can ask. I'm not asking that right. What is one of the first things you have to do to get rid of a problem? To get rid of a problem? First, you got to realize it's a problem. Identify your problem. So that's it. So the first thing they did was they identified they had a situation. They had tumors. They had rats running around all over the place. And they could not get healed. They had called on their gods and their gods were silent. So then they had to call on Jesus. In a way, they kind of was praying. Even though they weren't really praying. But when you get in such a situation, even if you don't know the Lord, even if you just know his reputation, doesn't pressure cause you to just call, cry out? I mean, pain causes you to cry out for something different, for change. Would y'all agree with that? Cease. Amen. It should. I like the way you think. It should. So then after they decided, because still they didn't really know or they wasn't aware of, they knew that they had a problem, but they didn't know what caused the problem. So they said, okay, we're going to try this thing and see if it works. So they put the new cart, made the new cart, put the, the Ark of the Covenant on the cart, sent the animals their way. And notice they watched the animals. How do I know they watched them? Because it said they didn't leave until the animals got where they were going. And then they said that the people, when they saw the Ark of the Covenant, rejoiced at the Ark of the Covenant. But what happened to them? When they, after they rejoiced, I mean, they were happy. They gave uh, offerings and stuff, which is what you would think they were supposed to do. But what happened to them? Tell me when Israel God dealt harshly with them or before? When he dealt, so he dealt harshly with them. So what did he do to them? Now I send the Israelites out so they could go on their way. Anybody else? 
So what was the question now? After the people rejoiced, after they rejoiced when the Ark of the Covenant came into the city, what happened to them? Because it seemed like after they rejoiced, good things could have been happening. But what actually happened to them? They got punished. When they got struck, 70 people got killed. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So my question is, my question is centered around this. How is it that they can rejoice, but in the end they got punished? But why did they get punished? Does anybody know? Why did they get punished? Because they were worshiping the priests and the diviners. It says because they looked into the ark of the Lord. They're not even supposed to look in there. Shoot. The way the law was written, the only people that could do that was the priests. Oh. At that time, unlike what we have now, because we are the temple. Back then, the Levites and the priests were the only ones that could access the anointing and power and authority of God. So hmm. they had got so comfortable and rejoiced and happy that the Ark of the Covenant, they forgot what the they forgot they place. <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation where you forgot your place? You got a little too comfortable. You know, I, I put it like this. My my pastor told us one time, the reason why he don't he didn't have fellowship with the saints anymore on a regular basis because one he had you know, having dinners at his house and everything, then one of the saints start calling him George. Call him what? George, his first name. Oh. And as Still a sign person. of not being respectful, if that makes sense. Okay. So sometimes you can get too comfortable with God's anointing that you forget that it is the anointing of God and that it has a purpose and a place and things that we're supposed to do to honor him. Yeah. Does that make sense? Make a lot of sense. Sometimes we get, like, say, for instance, I mean, and some of these are traditions of men, so kind of keep that in the same context. But look, when we come into the church, what is the what what do you see normally people do when they first walk into the, the sanctuary? Stir. Besides there. <laughs> So normally when uh, Minister Kelly said, normally when you come in, you see people come in and they pray. They kneel and pray, ushering God's presence into the building. What church I was you know, it? Hey. Well, go okay. ahead. <laughs> hey, that's the way we were raised and we were coming up. And Me I too. see it done. And if you'll know a lot of a lot of times when you see ministers when they come in, they come in and they all kneel and they pray. They bold too. Okay. So basically what that is is just giving you know giving God a little bit of honor, you know, and a little mm -hmm. bit of respect. You know, letting them know, God, I want you to come in and fellowship with us. Now we bring him with us or we bring somebody. It's, it's, up to us. it's up to us who we bring. We bring the money spirit. <laughs> but, would, but would we want to invite God in? 
yeah. into into the presence. That's the reason why we pray. Now we don't always remember. Sometimes we forget, and we all sometimes we forget to pray in the end. But we always want to invite God's presence in because the anointing of God does what? <laughs> it destroys oh, yoke. The anointing of God destroys the yoke. Oh. Amen. So. Is there anything else that you guys saw in the 26, 21 verses we read that sticks out to you? I was wondering what the gold rats and stuff, um, was those idols they was worshiping or something? Actually, or just that, give that represented the uh, tumors were, was what God struck the uh, Philistines with for taking the Ark of the Covenant. As well as the rats oh. going through the city, so what they were oh. they were symbolizing, kind of like what Vanessa said about identifying the problem. So they had identified the problem, the tumors and the rats, uh, as a symbol to let them know, hey, we know what's going on here, and we need some help. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Anything else stuck out? I thought it. I thought it was amazing that. They call their own priest and call their own uh, diviners, sorcerers, or witchcraft people, whatever you want to call it. I thought it was amazing that they called them to try to figure out what was going on. Uh, and 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 not only that, that they recognized that uh, what what was happening was because this ark of the covenant, but yet. Yet they still didn't worship it. They, they acknowledged that it was more powerful than them. They acknowledged it by uh, uh, saying, make sure you send it away with gifts. Make sure that you uh, bless this Ark of the Covenant and, and, and show favor so that God could remove his hand from them. But they didn't worship that God, although their divinity and the gods that they worship could not stop their tumors. And could not stop the curses that had came up on the city. But yet, they still acknowledged a higher God that wasn't even the God that they worshiped to, uh, uh, to, to try to lift this curse, to lift this curse off of them. I, I thought that was, I thought that was amazing. I mean, see, like to me, I would have changed religions then. Um, <laughs> If, if I'm not worshiping the right thing and, and, and what I'm acknowledging, it, it doesn't have, I got to call to another God to help me. I think it's a good time to leave. But that's just me personally. Anybody else? Yeah. No, nothing. I was wondering why I was. Go oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. At the end, it said, but God struck down. Some of the inhabitants. So when he struck them down, he killed them. He killed them. Yep, he killed them. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he, he killed them. <laughs> I said, that I shall not kill. <laughs> and, and, go ahead. In, in those days, God was a, was a God of law and order. You know, he still is today. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, he, he gives us certain amounts of things that we should do and what we shouldn't do. And uh, he let us know the consequences of doing those things. Uh, where our eternal resting place may be. Some of the things that may happen. 
Um, uh, he's he's very judicious in his in, in his in his acts. He, he don't change. Uh, if it was wrong yesterday, it's wrong today. Uh, I know men changes the law all the time based upon popular opinion, based upon uh, the norms of society. But God don't change his law. If he told you it was wrong in the Old Testament, it's still wrong in the New Testament. Um, he, he, he's a God of order. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? This is a very rich passage of scripture. It just kind of reminds us how and, and I want to point out one more thing unless somebody has some. Um, the other thing that I wanted to point out was did you notice how the reputation of Israel had made it to Philistine and how they sent the Ark of the Covenant back was built on the reputation that happened with Egypt. Now, didn't they send them out after they went through all the plagues? He said. And didn't they do this trespass offering with them? So isn't it interesting how God's reputation goes before us and how when we come into the city, the reputation has already been established and set up. All we have to do is to walk in what God has already established and to remember our place and our purpose in him. Anybody want to comment on that? No. Does look like he's frozen? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just driving. But uh, <laughs> um. Uh, the only thing that really stuck out to me was the fact that uh, back in those times, everybody had their own gods that they worshipped, some multiple gods. And typically, uh, historically, they were typically called upon their gods before they go into battle. So when Israel lost a battle to the Philistines, in their mind, they thought their god was something. So they had reason in their mind to rejoice. Their God is something. We have beat the Israelites. The God, Mosai, who had uh, struck down the Egyptians, who heard about those things. And so they rejoiced. About, I mean, you know, they thought they had done something until they were struck with plagues. So uh, to regain, even though the Israelites were out of uh, not necessarily just the Israelites, it was actually the priesthood that was out of line. And uh, God restored that fear of the surrounding nations when he struck them with bowls, which is why they sent the ark covenant back, giving offerings to their uh, 
the God that they could, that their God could not do anything to, to save them from the boils and things of that nature. So that's what kind of stuck out to me is, uh, you know, uh, historically speaking, that's, that's what they, you know, when they, when people go into battle there, they believe that their God is something. Just like the, uh, if you recall back when, uh, when they were, uh, I can't remember, it might have been Hezekiah, when he spoke to the people, he uh, spoke to Hezekiah, who's going to save you? Your God's not going to save you from my hand. But, uh, and yet still, uh, and they laid the letter before God, and the God delivered them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's a real big thing when you lost a war or lost the battles or something to someone because they believe that their God delivered you into their hands. Amen. Amen. That's a good point. Anybody mm. else? No, ma'am. Like I said, for at the very beginning, the song, you still going to trust God. You still going to trust him. No matter what our situation is, or our circumstances. We see that Israel, even though they have been defeated, that God still restored unto them. To let them know, hey, I haven't left you. You out of line, but I, I got you. Always God is going to restore us if we allow. If we're willing to admit and if we're willing to submit and get back in line with the things that he has lined out for us. Amen. 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 So if you'll type into the chat any prayer requests, we're going to pray over these the rest of this week. <coughs> Got a great topic coming up on Sunday. And we, it's just amazing to me how good God is and how he just continued to bless us yes. on a regular basis. Yes. On a regular basis. And we're going to pray for those that, uh, you know, need, um, that have lost loved ones. We know about Anita and, uh, of course, you know, just, man, this is like <coughs> over and over. Uh, one of uh, Malcolm's good friends lost not only her mother, but her dad within a couple of weeks of each other. And mm. now I just found out the same lady. Her daughter, uh, hips work uh, got out of line, and she had to have surgery. Now, this is a kid to have surgery for uh, pins in her hips. Mm. You know, she's at Children's in Dallas, and I mean, just like one after the other. But we have to continue to pray and lift God up because He's the only one that really can do it. Right. You know, we just have to trust God. Still gonna trust. Him. You know, yes. gas prices rising. We still got well, yes. you know what I'm saying? Uh, the still, other day you know. I seen uh yeah um center point talk about they raising their price. How you gonna what right? still gonna trust them? No matter yes. what the situation, we still gotta trust them. 
Still gotta trust him. Yeah, because God is God. And there's nobody like him. Nobody like him. And guess what? At the end of the day, I want him by my side. Because I do remember last week we talked about how Dagon was laying face down, no head and no hands before my God. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't do that to him. What can you imagine he'll do to my enemies? Any other comments before we pray out? I would like to say some, sis. Okay. I just want to say in the process of trusting God, I just truly believe that the faith, when he said when we put faith in him, he's going to take care of us. Gas $4 a gallon in most places. Here is $3.77. Not much of a difference. But what I've learned, I'm still on full in both of my vehicles. And as being single, I'm knowing I'm not doing this. I went to the lottery, uh, to the store a couple weeks ago and scratched off a $1,000 lottery ticket. I know I'm not doing this. So people can say whatever they want to say, but I know God, he said, me a call, but fear of chosen. And he going to take care of us. Amen. 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 So I'm going to get, I guess, Minister Kelly, you going to pray us out? <laughs> yeah, pray us out. All right. Oh, gracious, dear and Father. Lord, we just want to say thank you, Lord, for this time of fellowship. Lord, we just want to say thank you, Lord, for your beautiful words that you shared with us today. And Lord, thank you, Lord, for inspiring the teacher's heart, Lord, to, to deliver the word for me, Father God. God, we just give you praise and we give you honor. Father God, Lord, we lift up, Father God, our nation before you, Father God. And we ask, Lord, that you smile upon us, Father God. And Lord, we also lift up the nation of Ukraine, Father God, the ones that are being bombed, Father God, day and night with me. Lord, we don't know exactly what you're saying. We don't know exactly what's going on. Um, you told us in the last days that there'll be wars and rumors of and, and perhaps you're preparing us for your coming. But, Father God, we're going to still trust in you in spite of. Even when things don't make sense, God, we're going to still put our trust in you. And, Father God, we just give you all the praise and we give you all the honor. Asking God to touch each and every one that's here today and those that had a desire that made it not, Father God. Lord, we just give you all the praise and we give you all the honor. In your blessed son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And are you determined to grow? May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. And we will see you on Sunday. Y'all have a good one. Me too. Yeah.